The difference between something good and something great is attention to detail. Charles R. Swindoll. The secret of being boring is to say everything. Voltaire. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull, and I am pro high word count. And I'm Lee S's, and I am pro low word count. Our episode today, we will be debating how long books should be. This does vary based on your particular genre, but I like to push the upper limits of my genre word counts. And I like to push the lower limits of my genres, and even lower than that sometimes. The current book with Lee right now is about 72,000 words for a fantasy, which is closer to an action novel. And my mystery novel is pushing 90,000 words, which is good for a fantasy, not so much for a mystery. This is not the first time we've talked about word count. We did an episode in Diagnosis Writer last summer about it. We did some talk about it during our genre series. But in each of those times, we said, hey, write selfishly, write what you want to write, and then fix it later. Now we're looking at the discussion almost from an audience point of view. Which is better, the rich details in the high word count taking your time in your story, or the thin details flying through the story, getting through it as fast as possible? I like detail. I don't think it's boring to say a lot. Voltaire would disagree. Yeah, but he's wrong. Yeah, okay. We'll just write that on his gravestone. How about that? (laughs) One of the reasons I like to push the upper boundaries of word count is because it allows me to build worlds, to build characters, to add that rich depth to the story that would lack if I just breezed through everything. And I'm not talking about pages of backstory or pages of exposition. I'm just talking about detail. I have a hard time with detail because I guess I don't know how to value it. And this was part of my issue in reading Sanderson, sorry. A lot of it felt tangential. And I'm like, is this in here so we can come back to it? Or is it just, does it exist to add thickness to the book so people can carry around a big book and go, look, I'm reading a big book. It's to add a thickness to the world. Because especially in fantasy, this is one reason why high word counts in fantasy and sci-fi make so much sense is because you are not just telling a story about characters, but you're having to show the world that they live in. And especially Sanderson's worlds, where they are very unique and have different weather systems, different magic systems. You have to take the time to explain all of that without explaining all of that. But honestly, leaving stuff to your reader's imagination is a vital part of the reading engagement process. Letting them imagine the monster that's hunting the good guys makes it that much more terrifying. Describing everything in detail can feel like it's being force-fed instead of a conversation between the reader and the audience. As a counterpoint to that, if you're using the right details... You can still be detailed without being specific. Have you ever heard the phrase, leave your audience wanting more? I feel like 
books with extra high word counts, when readers finish them, they go, okay, well, I'm glad that's over. Hard disagree. Hard disagree. If you're feeding them everything, they aren't wanting more at the end. You don't feed them everything. That's the difference. You can feed them these rich details that show the world by taking your time to show the details. No one reads Way of Kings that likes Way of Kings and goes, eh, that was too much, I'm good, I don't need to read the rest of it. Readers are far more likely to finish a short story than a long story. And I mean short story as in 60,000 words versus 90,000 words. Then they're not my kind of reader. (laughs) Experienced readers only for Lee Hole stuff. No, just ones that like Too many words. Detail. (laughs) Extra words will slow you down. Disagree. If I have this intense fight scene going on and it takes me three paragraphs to explain exactly how that punch lands, it's going to take a very long time to get through this fight scene. That's the difference. If you are taking that much time to describe a fight scene, you're writing wrong. But if you are taking no time at all to show the scenery and show the beauty of your world, then why are you even writing? I hate scene setting. If you read my stuff, you can barely tell that they're in a forest half the time. (laughs) If you go watch a play, the coolest plays have really good props. They may not be really detailed and everywhere, but they're good stage props. Good stage props exist because the characters interact with them. Because Elphaba is flying into the air as she's singing about defying gravity. So do that in your book. Make your character interact with these details so you can show your readers this beautiful world that you've created. So you can show your readers the depth of these characters and their feelings and existence. That they aren't just a name that can punch really well. Why can they punch really well? What training do they have? Go into details and completely lose track of the plot. Only if you're doing it wrong. No, you don't need to have an entire chapter of backstory. Please don't. Yeah, please don't. I will say that. Please don't have an entire chapter of just backstory. But if you can put in these little details along the way, it adds more words. Yes, but it adds depth to your characters. Having an efficiency with your storytelling makes it feel like you're not slogging along. So that's the thing. Details doesn't always mean elaborate scenes. But if you're doing it right, if you have the right amount of information and descriptions along the way, it immerses the reader in your world. You can't immerse the reader in a puddle. If the puddle is not the point of the story, then go ahead, have it a puddle. Absolutely. If you just need a little bit that's not part of the story, yeah, sure, whatever. But don't hold back and make a puddle out of your story itself just because you want a short word count. Having those extraneous details, if they don't add to the plot, cut it out. Why did you become an editor? To cut a long story short. If it doesn't add... Just because it's not super relevant to the plot doesn't mean it won't help your book. It doesn't mean it won't add some bit of connection that your readers can have with your characters, with your book, with your story. Hard disagree. 
If it's not moving the story forward, cut it out. I don't need to know that she's using the restroom. I can kind of get that. We don't have to keep track of her bowel movements. I mean, obviously. (laughs) I guess the better way to phrase that, if it's not relevant to the main plot, it can still be relevant to a subplot. So long as it's relevant to the plot. I don't even like subplots most of the time because they're not relevant to the story. And that's where we disagree. Subplots are what add to a story. They make it so much better. More on this next episode. I would say that you, the author, are more likely to finish your book if it's a manageable target word length. Yes. If you are starting as an author, shooting for 400,000 words isn't always the greatest idea. But limiting yourself to 70,000 words just because that's what you expect is going to put hobbles on you. It's going to keep you from fully realizing your story. You can always cut stuff out later if you find out that it's not relevant, but you're hampering your creativity if you limit yourself to start. If your goal is to publish either self or traditionally, you might consider having a lower word count. If you're doing it traditionally, it's cheaper for them to publish you and it's going to be a better bet because it's a lower risk. I will say, yes, that is true. If you are a brand new author, the likelihood that you're going to get traditionally published if your book is 150,000 words or more, even in the fantasy genre, you're not likely going to get picked up. If you are self-publishing and you are paying for the printing yourself, all of a sudden you're going to realize, hey, maybe this book needs to be a little shorter. (laughs) Because it is expensive. The more words, the more pages, the more expensive it is to print. But... Heavy books are just such good weapons. Okay, yeah. I think we discussed this on online on a forum, I think, about how both John Wick and Doctor Who agree on this particular fact. Yes, books are the best weapons. <laughs> and wasn't there a moment in Sanderson where he's talking about using him as a brick or a doorstop or something? Yes, in his young adult series, Alcatraz vs. the Evil Librarians, he makes fun of his own books, saying that they can be used as effective doorstops. We disagree on how we write our stories. I like mine to be lean and move. You like yours to be rich and detailed. I like to have characters, not just like two that you get to kind of know. I like to have a cast. That all blend together. shh, shh, shh. I do think we can agree that you, our audience, your story should be exactly as long as it needs to be. Don't try to add more because you agree with Lee or cut stuff out that's vital because you want to agree with me. Your story has a particular length that it takes to tell that story. The long and short of it is, right, selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing.